This is Educate for Life with Kevin Conover, a look at current events from today's headlines and how they affect you, what you believe shapes your worldview and your ultimate destiny. Learn more now at educateforlife.com. Now in studio, here is your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know that's not your name? You will always be much more to me. Research reveals many systemic effects of internet pornography that are undermining an already vulnerable culture of marriage and family. Even more disturbing is the fact that the first internet generations have not reached full maturity. So the upper limits of this impact have yet to be realized. That is a quote from sociologist Jill Manning on the impact that addiction is having, specifically pornography addiction is happening, ha- happening in our culture, what it's doing to our culture and to our marriages uh, and to our families. My guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden. She's a licensed psychologist. She's also the dean of the Graduate School of Behavioral Sciences at Southern California Seminary. She's a professor at SCS and an adjunct professor at San Diego Christian College, as well as National University. She earned her PsyD in 2008 from SCS. She has an MA in Religious Studies and an MA in Counseling Psychology from SCS, as well as receiving her BA in Bible and English from Christian Heritage College. And um, Julie, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's fantastic. And um, I love this uh, quote at the end of your bio. It says, her passion and mission is to bring education to those who would normally not be able to receive it. Yes. It's something that we can do through training and education in churches is to have that information out there so anybody can receive it. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many people that are that are uh, alone, suffering at home or suffering through the busyness of their life. They just uh, feel maybe hopeless or trapped or I'm the only one going through this struggle. And yet um, what you're doing is giving them the opportunity to uh, find hope uh, at a conference that you're actually putting on here uh, April 22nd at Mapleview Church in Lakeside. Yes, the the family conference in general is that's very platform we're talking about to get the information out to anyone. It's information on topics that are difficult for churches to deal with, but there really are tools based in scripture that can be helpful for somebody, you know, just going through addictions or parenting struggles or domestic violence. Some of these problems that we know are are in our Christian community as much as in the world. And we would just want them to have the tools that, that they can turn around and use right away in their family. That's awesome. Uh, go rhombus.com. R-H. That's go rhombus. G-O-R-H-O-M-B-U-S.com. What is rhombus? Rhombus is a company my husband and I developed. It's actually a content development company. And our content that we focus mostly on are is topics that would increase the information for the Christian community on these difficult areas. So the psychology and counseling field, but from a very biblical perspective, and basically how do you, you handle the areas that are that families are struggling with that's deteriorating the family unit. So we have a lot of trainings. We also have secular trainings for just court-ordered people that need to have training for domestic violence and other kind of counseling, marriage and family therapists, psychologists. We are approved to do trainings through through the, the state of California. 
Oh, that's great. So mm-hmm. people can actually get help for those areas if, if they're in trouble or whatever. And you've got all kinds of topics on here. I think this is uh, fantastic. Effective parenting for intense children, learning to fight fair in relationships, managing addictions in families, minimizing effect, effects of divorce on children. Uh, there's so many uh, areas. Are, now, do you have a variety of speakers that are going to be addressing mm-hmm. these different issues? Basically all my favorite people. So these are experts that truly their heart and passion is uh, scripture and knowing that truth comes from the word of God, but they're also experts in their field. So they're specialists in addictions or they're specialists working with families or children that might have autism or ADHD, and they can take that information and have the gold nuggets for parents to turn around and use in their families to help with these situations. Now, what what kind of stuff um, are you seeing in the culture that the family's facing that maybe it wasn't facing in the past? Do you think that the, the family is in a more um, hostile culture than it was in the past? Sure. Even though I do see, you know, kind of Satan has strategically attacked the family mm-hmm. since basically Genesis. Sure. But it has increased. And these topics like domestic violence, just an example, human trafficking. Yeah. Used to, you used to think, well, somebody stole a child from another country. But it's actually our teenage kids in our high schools that are being lured into a lifestyle. And, and it's gaining more money than drugs right now. And then you have just, you know, the casual view of sex. Where in relationships, affairs are increased, the addiction to pornography that separates couples, that creates that distance and just slowly tears away the foundation of that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And um, would you say that things like, for example, uh, sex trafficking, which Uh I did interview um, the district attorney on that actual issue, uh, Summer Stevens, a while back. Uh And she was saying, uh, just like what you're saying, that this is happening primarily in high schools, uh, which blew my mind away Uh that how is it possible that they're recruiting in high schools? And she explained how that happens. But um, would you say that pornography to an extent or, or the the ease of access to pornography is kind of fueling that in a way? Absolutely. You know, from a biblical worldview, we know the impact that that type of sexual addiction can have. But even in a secular research based uh, perspective, it is highly increase increases the violence against women, and it basically just desensitizes everyone on the view of sex. And so when they start with social media and sexting and these other aspects of pornography built into our our new culture of social media, it just desensitizes people to sex and creates that less of a care of their body or what it means, you know, to have the boundaries with their body. Well, uh, I think it's helpful to have somebody uh, like yourself on the show for our listeners to hear the perspective of somebody coming from a woman's perspective and also somebody who's a professional uh, who deals with these kinds of issues. So I wanted to talk about, of course, there's no possible way we're going to cover everything that's in this that you have planned for the conference uh, April 22nd and 23rd. Uh, By the way, again, I want to say the website again, go rhombus.com. If you... um, if you are one, interested, it's $25 per person and a fantastic opportunity. Uh, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to give an easier website. You oh, can okay. go there also, but we came up with an easier website for our listeners. Familyconference.info. Okay. That's familyconference.info. And that's a little easier to remember. Yeah. Okay. And um, so talking about a little bit more about addictions, um, can you explain to us a little bit about addictions as far as 
what defines an addiction? Uh, how sure. do you, how does a person know if they're addicted or if, you know, I had a, a friend of mine one time said that he, he drinks alcohol uh, quite a bit. And he said, I wanted to find out if I was addicted or not. And so I was drinking so much. I did. I thought to myself, well, I don't know if I can stop or not. How do you, how do you define an addiction? Well, there you go. That would tell you if yeah. you can't stop. But in general, broad way to define an addiction versus just somebody maybe drinking too much and being intoxicated would be that idea that they continue the use despite negative consequences. So even though they might lose their relationships, they might lose a job, they might get a DUI, they might go to jail, the negative consequences that come, even if it's just separated from their family, they continue to use it even though those negative consequences are there. Okay. And what is happening uh, what is happening that when a, when a person changes over from it simply being um, maybe a bad habit mm-hmm. to an actual addiction, what is happening in the mind or what is happening to that person that's, that's causing that to take place? Um, my guest today is uh, Julie Hayden, Dr. Julie Hayden. She's a licensed psychologist, dean of the Graduate School of Behavioral Sciences. When we come back, we're going to talk about exactly what it is that uh, causes a person to become addicted to something when they cross over from simply maybe a bad behavior or bad habit to actually what causes them to become addicted and stay with us we'll be right back you're on educate for life radio with kevin conover what do leading local restaurants have in common They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Maine and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. This is a quote from Dr. Marianne Layden. She says, I have also seen in my clinical experience that pornography damages the sexual performance of the viewers. Having spent so much time in unnatural sexual experiences with paper, celluloid, and cyberspace, they seem to find it difficult to have sex with a real human being. Pornography is raising their expectation and demand for types and amounts of sexual experiences. At the same time, it is reducing their ability to experience sex. 
And uh, my guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden, who is a licensed psychologist uh, familiar with addiction and uh, these issues. And they're having a parenting conference. They're putting, she's putting on a parenting conference with her husband. Um, family conference held at Maple View Baptist Church in Lakeside. And if you are interested, you can go to familyconference.info to get more information. Now, Julie, we were talking about this. What, what happens when a person crosses over from just a bad habit to an addiction? What's happening in their, their mind or whatever? Sure. You know, there's something that's definitely happening in their brain biologically. With an addiction, uh, if it's a substance, like a drug or alcohol type of addiction, very much the body becomes so used to having that, that if it was taken away Physically, their body will revolt against them. They will have cravings. They will have withdrawal symptoms that is physically just awful to experience, which creates them to want to use that substance again as quickly as possible to avoid how terrible that feels. Now, a lot of people would look at pornography, though, and go, that's not a substance. I'm not using a substance. So how is that associated? Sure. It's, It's a chemical that's created by our own brain, a very fantastic chemical called dopamine. So, for example, when you orgasm, dopamine is what's flooding your body and brain. It is a powerful uh, neurotransmitter with the chemical message in our brain that says, mm, yum, do it again. That's how I define dopamine. That's the message it gives us. So it floods our body and brain, and that's what's happening when somebody is watching pornography. They're being flooded with their own chemical, and they can become addicted to that fantastic feeling of their own chemical. Now, now somebody mm -hmm. might, you know, I've heard this before. Some people, they say, hey, look at why did God make us like this, Mm -hmm. you know, if... If, uh, you know, if God made us, uh, here we have this internal drug. Uh, why did he do this if we're not supposed to be, you know, looking at these things and so forth? Well, if you go back to Genesis, he created us perfect and then Adam sinned. And at that moment of the fall of humankind, when, when sin entered the world, then our bodies started to decay. Disease came. The whole world is cursed. You have Satan out to attack humans, you know, in any way he can. So we are cursed and our body is cursed. So we know in a biblical worldview that that is what is natural or seeking pleasure may not all be what is best for us. Okay. So, so when, when that person says, okay, like you were saying they, that, that dopamine is released, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of like, almost like taking a drug in a way mm-hmm. and that is creating a, uh, so is this literally like, you know, taking cocaine or something like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's fantastic. And, and that's the thing is we were meant to enjoy sex. We were meant to orgasm. It is a, it is something created by God, but we've distorted it. So now we have the lack of intimacy, the lack of relationship, the lack of commitment that was all built into when somebody has a committed relationship and then has the sexual relationship after that. So we're just skipping all of that and we have this immediate pleasure, very similar to heroin, you know, to that opiate type experience. Okay, so so um, I'm thinking about this here. Am I supposed to be addicted to my spouse is that what's supposed to happen essentially here? I mean, I'm just trying to think, but you sure. know, think, get into the mind of God as he's sure. making people. Uh, is that essentially what's supposed to happen with that opiate, like or, or that dopamine experience? Well, it's hard to know exactly what it was like before the fall, mm. but there's definitely throughout scripture. And when you read Song of Solomon, if you're reading it literally, mm-hmm. that we love sex and that's good. Yeah. That in a relationship, that's the joy of, of the relationship. It's part of it. Now, when you look at the difference between between men and women, though, what's important is different. And a man could enjoy sex only for that. And a woman may need that emotional c- 
connection in order to enjoy sex. It's not as easy for a woman to orgasm, typically, than a man. With those gender differences, there's a reason why the relationship is there for the best experience, what God wants best in a relationship. Uh, and, the, and the pornography is that quick fix. Okay. So what, so, you know, you're talking to somebody and, um, I, th- I think even Christians, a lot of Christian parents, I work at a Christian high school mm-hmm. and, uh, it seems like some Christian parents are of the mind that, Hey, what's the big deal? If my son or daughter sees pornography, I don't really see it as that big of a deal. Um, and is it really, uh, as big of an issue as some people seem to be making it? Mm-hmm. What, what, is, what are your thoughts on that? Well, there's definitely the aspect of the law of diminishing returns. And so we tend to want more. We always want to increase what that high that we're getting. So the benefits that we're getting out of watching pornography, it's go- we're going to need more typically mm. to have that feeling. So that's an aspect. Being desensitized to sexual type activity, that's huge. You're dealing with a high schooler that already is flooded with hormones. If if you're actually going to follow through on that biblical model of not having sex before marriage, yeah. everything's going to be that much more difficult if you're saturated with the thoughts and sexual experiences that you're watching, let alone... The expectations you talked about in your quote, now they're married. Maybe they've never had sex, Mm. but now what are the expectations for their spouse? That's going to be difficult. Okay. Because of what they've seen in the world Mm -hmm. and uh, what has, like you said, diminishing returns Mm -hmm. because they've seen these things. And so this person now has to perform to that capacity or whatever, which really is impossible. Right. Um, so again, kind of back to the issue of what caused an addiction. So as this person is, um, they, they, a child, you know, the, the age at which a kid sees pornography for the uh-huh. first time is pretty young for, a, I'm looking at the statistics and as they continue to do this and they become addicted, what's happening, uh, in the brain that's, that's changing it from a habit to an addiction. Well, in the brain, there is there's a part of the brain called the H, H the the I forgot the term blanking on you on your show, That's but right. it basically is that system with dopamine where it's where it's that reciprocal effect sure. that the dopamine causes you to want it more and you increase it. So there's a specific part of the brain, and it's the same one used for a lot of the drugs that keeps that biological addiction. But there's more. There's you know the benefits they're getting. Uh, for example, pornography is linked to a feeling of power and control. And obviously the fantastic feeling of orgasming. So, but the power and control can be an aspect too. And what's interesting and very, very much seen in scripture is the aspect of shame. That if they're watching something and they have that feeling of shame, which is, is often accompanied, Mm. it actually increases the power of the addiction and they become trapped and they feel like there's no way out where they don't like it to some extent and they love it. And this kind of combination inside them increases the feeling of being trapped in the addiction. Now, does somebody experience that same thing with say alcohol? Cause you, you might hear an alcoholic talk like that. I don't mm-hmm. want it, but I do want it. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so why is that? Why, why does that exist? Well, why does guilt and shame exist is probably a broader topic. Sure. And I do think it is connected when, when we do something wrong, we naturally do tend to most people, you know, unless they're a psychopath, which has happened, sure. you know, yeah. they have that sense of I'm doing something wrong. And so if you continue it for the other reasons, maybe the positive feelings, you know, that's there, but it's this wrestle inside you that, you know, you could very much see as the wrestling of the sin nature against the spirit. If you're a Christian, mm-hmm. that wrestling is 
very difficult, but it's a wrestle. The good is there as much as that feeling of shame that comes when we know we're doing something against what we believe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so if something transitions to an, into an addiction and, you know, one of the subjects you're covering here is managing addictions in families, mm-hmm. um, as well, as well as breaking free from sexual addictions. When, when you have on here, this topic, managing addictions in families, what, what exactly is that, uh, that particular topic going to, what are you going to cover in that topic at the, at the conference? It's going to be very broad. If you have a family member with an addiction, what you can do to help them. And there'll be specific ways that family members can intervene that could either show them what not to do or clear things they should be doing with their family members in any addiction. Okay. And does that include like somebody who's kind of denying that they're in an an addiction? Absolutely. It would be for the family member's perspective, there's going to be strategies to help their family member that's addicted see that they're addicted in a way that's confrontational, but in a gentle way. Mm. And so it's the strategy they're going to learn that helps their family members see that they need, that they have a problem in the first place. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people really struggle with that, which they see somebody in trouble. They, they want to reach out, they want to help, but they just don't know what they do. I mean, what do they do? They do an intervention. They get everybody together and tell them, Hey, this is what's going to happen. And (laughs) you know, um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden, and um, she is, w- along with her husband, they have a ministry, Rhombus, and they're putting on a family conference. Uh, it's familyconference.info. It's at Mapleview Church in Lakeside on April 22nd and 23rd. I, I highly recommend uh, you get involved and get out there. Um, there's so much you can learn about how to better manage uh, and grow your family in the Lord. You're going to be hearing from people that are experts in their areas. Um, who have a lot of experience with helping people in these areas. So uh, fantastic opportunity. My website is educateforlife.org and you can pick up a recording of this show on my YouTube channel at educateforlifevideo.com. You can also podcast it. If you haven't signed up for a podcast, please do. And I love feedback. If you have any feedback you'd like to share with me, I'd love to hear it. If you have any shows you'd like me to do or guests you'd like me to have on the show, I would love to uh, hear from you. So uh, please let me know. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We're going to continue to talk about this family conference as well as addictions, what you can do about them, uh, how you can help, and uh, why this is such an important topic. We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fastlane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I 
According to the Journal of Adolescent Health, prolonged exposure to pornography leads to an exaggerated perception of sexual activity in society, diminished trust between intimate couples, the abandonment of the hope of sexual monogamy, belief that promiscuity is the natural state, belief that abstinence and sexual inactivity are unhealthy, cynicism about love or the need for affection between sexual partners, belief that marriage is sexually confining, and a lack of attraction to family and child raising. According to sociologist Jill Manning, the research indicates pornography consumption is associated with six trends, among others. That is, number one, increased marital distress and risk of separation and divorce, decreased marital intimacy and sexual satisfaction, infidelity, increased appetite for more graphic types of pornography and sexual activity associated with abusive, illegal, or unsafe practices. Number five, devaluation of monogamy, marriage, and child rearing. And number six, an increasing number of people struggling with compulsive and addictive sexual behavior. Sounds to me like this is something we should be concerned about, uh, Dr. Hayden. Uh, And uh, you've probably seen a lot of this. Is, Is that the case? Absolutely. I've worked with a lot of addictions and pornography addictions seem to always be there, even with other addictions. And so it's a huge problem, both male and female, but definitely a little bit more on the male side. And how men and women see it is different and how it affects the relationship is different, but extremely common, extremely powerful to separate and to deteriorate relationships. Pornography uh, really breaks down relationships. Oh, yes. And so uh, this is something, as especially as Christians, something we should be very, very concerned about because uh, the the family is the main structure that upholds a, a stable and safe society and really a society that allows the perpetuation of the gospel mm-hmm. in a lot of ways because uh, freedom and um, – and freedom from sin to a, a large extent actually allows a person to be more receptive to the gospel in, in what I've studied. Um, but we were talking about, you know, uh, you know, what do you do if your family member is involved in an addiction? And I mentioned last segment, I said something about, you know, quote, intervention. And you were kind of like, whoa, no, I, I saw it in your face. Um, what, uh, what's so bad about, quote, an intervention? And then uh, what should somebody do instead? Sure. It, it definitely is something that could work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's you need to have options to pick from. So it could be that all the family members get together and share their concern. And that does help. But a lot of times, if a person doesn't see that they have the addiction, then it, it doesn't matter when you come head on. It's something that they're just not going to see. So something I was talking about is with this family conference, the breakout session or this identified session on addictions is going to teach family members how instead of to come head on to do in a way of questioning, just like Jesus always did, you know, it wasn't necessarily head on. It was questioning that created this curiosity in the person and helping them see the costs, the the terrible things that are coming from the addiction. And so the goal would be for the, the family member to see it for themselves. And you could say it very clearly right to their face. But if you get them to see it, they're going to be much more invested in actually stopping the addiction. Yeah. So rather than kind of bending their arm behind their mm-hmm. back, what you're doing is, uh, is allowing them to draw that conclusion and then to decide, well, what do I want for my future? And, and then just, and then moving forward in that, is, mm-hmm. is that right? That's exactly it. If they decide, if they see the, the, the writing on the wall and they decide they're going to be invested in actually putting forth effort to, to become free of that addiction.
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And um, you've got so many amazing topics you're covering here, uh, preparing teens for today's culture, tools for the single parent. And we have more and more single parents in our in our uh, society today, and they're looking for help uh, managing a family on your own. Uh, very hard. Uh, raising kids to stand up for Christ, healing from broken trust, um, and even finances in the family you have on here. And so... Healing from uh, broken trust. So, uh, h- how do you see that as far as it plays out in the family? And uh, what hope can you offer people that are listening as far as, you know, they're going through a struggle? Maybe trust has been broken and uh, they feel like giving up. What, what advice would you give to them? Well, the first thing is that there is hope. And that's, that's what this will target, you know, exactly what to do after the fact. And that's the thing. There could be, have been actual infidelity and affair of some sort. Mm-hmm. But a lot of women feel like when they catch their, their, uh, the male in an addiction like pornography, that it's an affair. And they, the, the man w- might say, well, I wasn't actually sleeping with anyone. They feel like it was broken trust the mm-hmm. same way as if it was an affair. And so, you know, it really comes out in, in different ways that, to look at it from the hope perspective, uh, I like this phrase that I've used before is if you go through something like that and you choose to stay together, it's as if the real use choose to stay together. The real use love each other instead of the fake use. <laughs> All of us have thoughts that might be, you know, dishonoring to our spouse and we might have things that we're involved in in our mind. Nobody knows. If we are honest and all this comes to a front and we stay together, the intimacy that is available in that relationship is far more Mm. than it would have been if if a couple hadn't gone through that. Wow, that's very interesting. Uh, So so it's kind of bringing hope out of pain. Uh, kind of like what God does. Mm-hmm. He he takes things that the devil meant for evil and he uses them for good. And so you can actually end up having a more intimate relationship with mm-hmm. your spouse after you go through that pain because now you know the person and, you, and you, you get to exercise Christ's love and his forgiveness and the ability to love somebody through that, mm-hmm. through who they are and their, their fallenness. Absolutely. Sometimes we think in a relationship we need to feel the love, but I think we know if we're honest with ourselves that love is a commitment. Mm -hmm. And when a couple goes through something difficult like that and they choose to stay together and choose to trust, not based on evidence necessarily, but trust because they want to be committed in that relationship that, and of course you would want it to be healthy at that point. You wouldn't want somebody to stay in an addiction, but if it does seem like two healthy people eventually are coming together and choosing to stay together, the intimacy can be increased in that relationship. Now, what do you mean when you say, um, you know, you, you kind of, you said, uh, trust, but not necessarily on evidence. Sure. So here's the thing is a lot of times when trust has been broken, somebody has to take that first step to trust. And so if there was an affair or if they were caught having an addiction, or maybe a woman, you know, fesses up that she's been attracted to a guy at work, you know, something that feels like, a broken trust mm-hmm. that that the other person is hurt and they think well never mind you know I can't I can't deal with this if the, if my spouse doesn't love me enough to only be with me when that happens at some point somebody's going to have to take the first step to mm-hmm. trust mm-hmm. and and you have to do it based on commitment that you're going to trust and then you know maybe they will prove you wrong and that's a whole different situation but there has to be that first step of trusting when you don't know as a guarantee whether this will be repeated or if this person really is going to be committed to you from that point on. Yeah. And, and what if somebody says, I just can't trust. What do you, how do you respond to this? If somebody comes and sees you and says, I, I'm just having a real hard time. 
Well, I might be more delicate than this, but I would say, okay, then you're you're not trusting. You're choosing to not trust, but you mm-hmm. could. It okay. really is a choice. They could trust and they could be in that relationship and see if this is a relationship that can continue. I, I, I am a psychologist. I'm going to be very cautious to make sure somebody's not in a dangerous situation. Yeah. You know, if they're in an abusive relationship, I'm not going to say go back and get beat some more, you know, as you're trusting them. Sure. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, but I think you would know if this is a committed relationship and somebody has made this huge mistake, there is hope to trust them again. And somebody would need to take that first step. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That's great stuff. Well, um, and then as far as, uh, for the, for the person that's on the other side. So you've got the person that, that that's not addicted to something. Uh, and specifically right now we're talking about pornography, but you have the person that wants to break free from sexual addictions. What kind of a process can that person expect to go through, uh, in order to get through that you know, get away from that addiction, whether that's alcohol or whether that's drugs or whatever it might be. Well, we talked a little bit before about shame and the power of on addiction. So the first thing is to tell someone, you know, if they are open about it, if they just are brave and tell one person, the power of that addiction is decreased significantly just by telling someone. Okay, Dr. Dr. Hayden, I want to pause right there. We're going to come back right now and she's going to explain how telling just one person reduces the power of the addiction. Very interesting. We'll be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth From doing right to doing wrong Cause we were taught that's who we are Come on. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 1210 AM K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 PM. And you can stream the show all over the world at kprz.com. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you'd like to pick up a copy, a recording of this show, um, you can download it at my website. You can get a podcast. You can get it on my YouTube channel. And I've also got all kinds of classes that cover uh, some of the subjects that we're talking about today. My guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden. She is the Dean of the Graduate School of Behavioral Sciences at Southern California Seminary. And she's putting on a fantastic conference, a family conference, at Maple View Church in Lakeside, April 22nd and 23rd. Website for more information is familyconference.info, familyconference.info. And Dr. Hayden, um, you know, we were just talking about um, how you said that for the addict, 
um, just telling one person makes a gigantic difference in the power of the addiction. Uh, that doesn't seem intuitive to me. I mean, I think most people that are going to be trapped in an addiction are like thinking that's the last thing I'm going to do. And yet here you're telling them, hey, that's going to that's what's going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. Sure. I do think fundamentally, you know, it's a biblical concept. You know, how many verses say shed light on sin <laughs> so mm-hmm. it can't hide? So I think it, that's why it works is because it's based on truth. Yeah. But the aspect that's important is that uh, shame just controls and adds fuel to addiction. And a lot of times with this, you think you're the only one. You think you're disgusting. How could I ever do such a thing? And you tell one person and all of a sudden you realize you're not alone. It's actually very common. There is hope. Other people have conquered the addiction. And it just the whole world opens up and there's hope. And so telling one person decreases the power of shame and then also allows so much opportunity for what to do to get out of the addiction. Okay, so so next step there then. So how does uh, telling one person open opportunities to know how to get out of the addiction? Is that just because now you can communicate with with people or or what are you saying there? Sure, it's a process. So obviously anything I say, it's not a guarantee for every person. But commonly what happens is the, the person they tell, hopefully, you know, handles it really well. And it's a ripple effect. And so they realize it's not the end of the world if they tell one person and then they realize there's hope. And so then they tell another person and it's more opportunity for them to figure out how they're going to get out of the addiction and get help. So it's just this 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 area that I've seen work on a multiple levels that telling one person is a ripple effect, like a domino effect, I guess you'd Mm -hmm. say. In that opening up opportunities for health. And what kind of person should they tell? Should they go to their spouse and be like, hey, no. I'd like to tell you about that? Or maybe their kids. You know, it could be their spouse. Yeah. And, and even I'm at that moment. The kids there, right? No, <laughs> yes. No kids. No kids. Okay. <laughs> uh, it could be their spouse. Yeah. Uh, it, it would probably be easier if it was a, another trusted person first. And then they had support when they told their spouse. And, and obviously, right at that moment, it might be terrible. The damaging effects could just be increased all at once. But the thing is, that has to happen before you get to the other mm-hmm. side. The damage will be there, but there is opportunity to rebuild. But it will never get there until that first moment of actually being truthful about it. Mm. Now, do you recommend that person... Um does, you know, tell somebody under the guidance of a counselor or do you recommend they just, you know, do you recommend recommend they go see a counselor first or would you recommend that if they're at home, they're listening right now and they're thinking I should tell somebody, mm-hmm. uh, what, what, what advice would you give them? Well, you know, telling somebody is more important than staying in the addiction. Mm. But if they are able to get to a trusted counselor, that would be helpful. If they go to a trained counselor, the counselor is going to know all everything I'm saying. And they're hopefully would help them manage it very well mm-hmm. and then help them piece back together the relationship. If they could have a counselor involved when they're telling their spouse, there's more opportunity. The spouse would maybe trust that counselor also to work in how they As would a third be, party. It. That's going to, mm-hmm. that's going to give them insight and, yes. and help that, that relationship. Exactly. Okay. That makes sense. And, um, you were talking about how, um, at the family conference, there's also going to be a, what, were you saying a children's workshop or? Yeah, a whole children's program. So okay. if ki- if parents come on Friday night, there's going to be things for the kids. So a program, I think they're doing Joseph. Mm. And so there, it's kind of like a VBS style program that they'll be learning just as much as the parents will be learning. So that was important to us that, you know, you don't have your kid in daycare kind of a feel all day long. You'll be able to have lunch with them. There's going to be a barbecue from Genesis Recovery. They're putting that on. 
Um, and that's interesting with the t- addictions. They're great. Genesis Recovery in San Diego. And they're going to provide this big barbecue for us on Saturday. So that's, that's fantastic. Exciting. Yeah, that's great. And then uh, also, you know, we have such a large uh, military presence mm-hmm. here in San Diego, uh, gigantic military community. And uh, you were saying that PTSD uh, is actually one of the issues you're also going to be covering tools for family members with PTSD. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. And the reason why it's important in this conversation, too, is there's a ridiculously high uh, statistics for alcoholism, for addiction to pornography, for addiction to prostitutes. And it's very difficult because you could have strong Christian men addicted to prostitutes. And that's hard <laughs> to handle and shame and everything else. But what PTSD does from combat stress inside a person, it just lends itself to these types of addiction as a way to cope. And so it really destroys relationships. There's an extremely ridiculously high percentage of divorce Mm. with guys with PTSD, but there's also hope. And what's difficult is a lot of times the women on this side, they don't realize. And so they grab their kids and run. They're protecting them from maybe violence. They're protecting them from these bad influences that possibly are a part of the addictions. And yet they don't understand that with help, with hope, help, with PTSD, they could have their husband back. Okay. And so that's what some of this is about is the hope side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine how difficult that must be. Um, and so PTSD, what it's doing, uh, why is it creating uh, such a powerful addiction? Well, it's interesting. Some of the symptoms you think of might be, you know, re-experiencing the trauma where they might think they're in war again, you know, but a lot of times also it's very emotional. So they might have extremely strong emotions and be, you know, crying. And if they're a man used to going to war, it is something that they just hate. They don't like it. And they end up seeking something to make that go away quickly. They don't like the emotions. They don't like the emotions. They want it to disappear. And so they're going to drink until it disappears. And then the sex with the dopamine and everything that comes with that, they just want it. And they want all the negative emotions to disappear. It's like taking a drug mm-hmm. that, that oh, eliminates yeah. the... The negative emotions. Exactly. And, and you know, there's an aspect to adrenaline with war that, you know, having sex with prostitutes are kind of dangerous sexual activity. Mm-hmm. It increases that adrenaline and chaos and it feels comfortable. Oh, it wow. feels better, like a relief. And so it's this interesting dynamic that just creates this terrible situation for families. Yeah. Uh, but can be helped. Okay. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, so if you're listening out there and you have friends that are looking for help, uh, this is a fantastic conference, uh, only $25 per person includes lunch and, uh, you know, you can bring your kids too. they're going to be involved with doing all kinds of great things. My guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden and, uh, the website is family conference.info and this is April 22nd and 23rd and, uh, very exciting stuff. So, um, as far as these the addiction is concerned and so forth um, and what they're dealing with uh, are kids dealing with addictions too at a higher rate because of mm-hmm. what's happening, how pornography is being introduced earlier and earlier. Would you say we we're coming up on a break here, but I want to cover this issue um, with how you prevent your kids from becoming addicted early and what parents should be watching out for. Um, can you speak to that when we come back? Sure. Sounds good. Okay, great. Okay. We'll be right back. And my guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden. You're on KPRZ, uh, 12, 10 a.m. here in San Diego every Saturday, 2 to 3 p.m. And uh, thanks for listening. We're going to be right back. We've got one more segment to go. 
Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. In 1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're on 1210 AM K-Praise in San Diego every Saturday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm very thankful that you're listening and, and joining us and uh, just trying to offer hope and encouragement to people with the different struggles that they're dealing with in life, trying to give them a biblical perspective and, and show them that the Word of God, uh, they can build their life upon it, right? The Bible is very clear that we can build our lives upon the rock. Christ said his words are the rock that we can build our lives upon. And when the storms come, uh, our house won't fall down. The more we are equipped to do that. And my guest today is Dr. Julie Hayden. She, she is a psychologist who um, who's built her entire understanding of the human mind and how we work all on the Bible. Uh, she has a completely biblical perspective. So... Um, that's really important. If you're a Christian and uh, it's so necessary to go to somebody who is a counselor who understands the Bible's perspective because God is the ultimate psychologist. He made our mind. He knows exactly how we work. And so she's put on a, ca- a conference, Family Life Conference. Uh, the website is familyconference.info. That is at Ma- Maple View Church in Lakeside, April 22nd and 23rd. And there, there's a huge amount of topics that they're covering, um, including uh, learning to fight fair in relationships, managing addictions in families, minimizing the effects of divorce on children, uh, stopping the cycle of violence in the home. Um, f- finances even. And she's got experts from all different areas coming to speak on these subjects. I highly recommend you, you check it out. And I wanted to just touch on before we, uh, before the show closes out here, uh, Dr. Hayden, I wanted to talk about children and addictions. And I imagine that it's possible that addictions can start pretty young in life, especially with how, uh, pornography has saturated our culture uh, so thoroughly. Um, what advice would you give to parents as they're trying to make sure their kids grow up, um, not addicted to ish things like pornography? Mm-hmm. I would say regulate and know exactly what they're doing on the internet, whether it's their phone or a tablet or iPad or, you know, computer, Um, because sometimes it's very difficult. It's time consuming to figure out what they're doing, Mm. but it's extremely important because the access to pornography is so easy. Yeah. And so to have whatever you can on every device to limit that, to, to control it, to regulate it. And I would say limit time. And this could go for social media or anything. Because we we often don't, and it can be very consuming. 
And so if we forget to feel the breeze and feel the sunshine. We are disengaged from our environment that God has created us in, and we are engulfed in a virtual reality of sorts. And so that's an addiction all to itself with many aspects, including pornography. So I would say jump in, parents, and really regulate and control. Even if they're angry at you at first, I do think it'll be a benefit for their long-term life and health later. Yeah, and with all you've been talking about, about how addictive pornography can be because of Mm -hmm. the dopamine that's released in the mind and so forth, um, and how it affects their future relationships, especially their their relationship with with their future wife. I mean, they're starting out. Marriage is hard enough as it is when Mm -hmm. you when you first get married and you're exposed to this other person's uh, lifestyle. But then uh, to already be addicted to pornography, you're starting out as in an at a negative. Mm -hmm. That's really going to. play havoc on that person's future life, right? Sure. And male and female with women, it, it actually, a lot of times it's, it's connected with m- masturbation. And then what happens is there, the guy is never going to compare to what the girl can do on her own, unfortunately. And it creates this very, just, uh, burst, it, it just, just, I can't think of the word, but the expectations are so high. It creates a very difficult situation in the relationship later. So I just want to emphasize both for male and female. Okay. So, okay. So the, the man is also not going to be able to meet the expectations mm-hmm. of the girl if mm-hmm. she's getting involved and, and, uh, in just, yeah. And this speaks to the fact that God, uh, that Christ said, uh, he who looks at, uh, at a person with lust has already committed adultery mm-hmm. in his heart. And so he's emphasizing that, Hey, this starts in the mind. We've got to, we got to start up here, um, and stop it before it gets out into action. Exactly. And that's not even talking about, you know, how it does separate somebody from God in their relationship with God, um, because it is sin. And you can argue whether pornography is sin or not, but definitely lust is. And, you know, you'd have to admit that uh, it'd be rare to have pornography without lust. Yeah. So that separation, uh, you know, from God and their spiritual walk is significant as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was... Um as we're closing up here, I just wanted to emphasize uh, to all you listening out there who have young uh, kids in your life, uh, you know, maybe you have uh, family members who have young children or you yourself have young children. Um, we're really in a, in a state in this country where we've got to be, we cannot be passive about being involved in those kids' lives and protecting their minds and their hearts. Um, there is just so much more opportunity. I'm a high school teacher. I see it all the time. And uh, we recently had to have a kid expelled because of what he was looking at on his phone and what he was doing, what he was sending it to. And, you know, I, I think about it sometimes and I think, would this kid have been in that same situation had he been born 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. And very possibly not. Um, are you seeing an increase in the amount of kids that are coming into counseling for this sort of an issue? Well, not necessarily into counseling, okay. but statistically, yes, there's yeah. a higher rate of addictions um, with pornography at a younger age. Yeah, absolutely. And other substances. OK, know, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and are those tied together uh, using do you think there's an increase in using alcohol or an increase in using drugs or any other sort of uh, kind of medicating thing? Is that associated with pornography? Yeah, absolutely. So a pornography is typically right there with some of the other substance addictions. Mm-hmm. And I think it is because it's connected with that dopamine. 
but I think for Christians, it's also difficult because of the shame. Yeah. And so a lot of times the shame leads them to be to drink and to use other substances to decrease the negative feelings about themselves. Mm. And and usually there's more issues there too. We can't go into today, but more issues of why somebody's seeking out pornography in the first place besides just entertainment. Yeah. And wanting to just eliminate other negative feelings. Yeah. Now, um, would you say uh, is it is it possible that Christians are facing different obstacles than, say, somebody who's a non-believer in regards to these issues? Because um, you mentioned that Christians feel a deeper sense of shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I mean, there are definitely, in general, if somebody comes from a faith that teaches it's wrong, yeah. there's probably going to be something that's there as well. But we know biblically the Holy Spirit is inside us, yeah. and, and we are not going to be able to sit well in peace you know, we are going to have inner turmoil if we we're, know we're, we're going against what God would want us to do. So that spiritual war inside us with our sin nature against the Holy Spirit, that's not going to stop. We are going to be wrestling and in turmoil yeah. just because we have the Holy Spirit. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And and you see it in Christians, and it, it's something that we tend to squash the Holy Spirit yeah. and rationalize it all away. Or um, God's going to do something in our life to wake us up. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, um, it's been great having you on the show today, uh, Julie, and uh, I I think it's a huge blessing what you're doing and what you're working towards here. Again, the conference is familyconference.info, and uh, they're just dealing with every issue here, all kinds of issues that really are affecting the family today. And it's an opportunity for you to be encouraged and inspired and helped out. And uh, do you plan on doing these on a yearly basis? Mm-hmm. Are you planning? Yes, this yeah. is our second annual. We did at Foothills last year. Okay. And so we'll do it every year and hopefully grow and gather people maybe from other areas. Um, to, to It's our way uh, as a platform to reach as many people as we can. That's great. Okay, so um, that is April 22nd and April 23rd. I hope you can make it out. Maple View Baptist Church in Lakeside familyconference.info for more information. And uh, Julie's ministry is Rhombus. Uh, go rhombus.com. You can also check that out. Also, my website is educateforlife.com. Uh, and my website's got all kinds of resources on it. We've got over 70 shows on there now dealing with all kinds of issues, every issue you can imagine from a biblical perspective. And I hope this show is a blessing to you. We're going to be back next Saturday. 2 to 3 p.m. And uh, we're going to continue to discuss uh, a bunch of issues that are relevant to uh, your life today. So have a fantastic Saturday. God bless you. And uh, thanks for joining us. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. Learn more about Kevin and his work online at his website, educateforlife.com. That's educateforlife.com. You'll find great resources, ideas, and even video classes there to help you grow and understand what in the world is happening. Encourage your friends to listen for great guests and intelligent analysis of the stories that shape our lives. Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. your tired and bring your shame, bring your guilt and bring your pain, don't you know that's not your name, you will always be much more to me, and every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right, but that's all. 